Cheers. Cheers. And low. That's a good drink. Yeah, it's good. What uh, what is it? <laughs> I um, mean, for for our listeners. Right. So I was gonna get Bloody Mary mix on the way home. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw our, my post on Instagram yesterday with the Bloody Mary. Um, I was gonna get that on my way home, and I just like completely forgot. So I made us today instead vodka with watermelon Lacroix. La Lacroix. La Lacroix. Yep, that's the one. Mm -hmm. uh, watermelon flavor of that and a splash of like this, you know, zero sugar lemonade that we like. And it's delicious. It's very refreshing. And you'll understand why we might have wanted Bloody Mary mix later, but it's not, it's not essential. Right. Um, and it's, I mean, that's like a that. meal in a glass. It sounds really overbearing right now for the heat. It is. It's, all, it's after five o'clock. <clears throat> oh yeah, recording time, so we can't. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my rule. <laughs> um, yeah. So welcome to Homebound Happy Hour, episode twenty six. Twenty six. Two six. Twenty six. Who were some famous twenty six year olds? <laughs> like anyone, I guess. I mean, that sounds kind of stupid to say it because everyone was twenty six at some point. at a time. Yeah. Well, no, uh, so the next episode will be our 27 Club. Oh, no. Oh, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> or the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Unceremoniously. Yeah. So, um, what are you doing? Uh, fidgeting with the battery here oh, okay. on this little mixer. Uh, oh, neither of us are plugged into that, so they can still yeah. hear us. Yeah, audio mixer. Sorry, we were, we were trying, uh, you know, always, because it's for you, our listeners, our dear listeners, and we want you to have the optimum audio experience. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to improve from our shitty audio equipment to yeah. our slightly less shitty audio equipment. So we're, Anything's an improvement over episode one. We were fidgeting. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it not bad for a first try. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, that was like when we were using karaoke microphones. I don't even remember what we were. I think Handheld we karaoke microphones. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like talking as if I was like doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, uh, it felt good, but it was also weird. I guess the people that, uh, that make money doing this, that are good at this, um, they prefer like those, well, kind of what I have for work, the computer plugs they have their whole laptop plugged oh, in oh yeah have those the jazzy like microphone dj yeah yeah dj i guess those are the best for speaking, and then like the the over the earmuff headphones <laughs> yeah or they have like the like the, like you had me try out today um the janet jackson rhythm nation headset mm -hmm. yes the judy time life yeah your time life operator standing by to order mysteries yep. of the unknown <laughs> oh god Mysteries of the Unknown. That would have been. That would. That's a future podcast, like, or several, like, go through each volume of Mysteries of the oh, Time Life, Mysteries of the Unknown. We're gonna do in that today a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got a little treat planned for you, fine folks. Yeah. So instead of me just saying yeah. Yeah. I wanted to 
Oh, uh, today today we decided to um, talk about, well, okay, let me tell you why we thought of this. We've begun watching the show Lovecraft Country on HBO, yes. which is Fantastic. Um, deeply rooted in mytho mythology and things like that. And I was like, oh, Everything. it would be really fun if we did urban legends, urban myths type thing. And not, I mean, not like standard Greek or Roman mythology, but like the mythology that you hear about in the modern sense. Although, yeah, some of them I guess have more roots in the old timey. Yes, and what I found uh, with one of mine is that there are roots to similar stories in different cultures and different mm -hmm. geographies, which oh, I yeah. think is, and a lot of these things, even even just from a storytelling perspective, if you um, watch shows and I'm always amazed at how predictable um, no how good at predicting show like plot plot twists and and plot outcomes that Anna is whenever we watch a new show or when it's something that like that I've seen like maybe I started watching uh, and then you know you started for the first time and mm -hmm. you're like oh I bet so-and-so is going to end up with you know, doing this to this person. I'm like, God damn it, I'll figure that out. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm when just, I saw I'm it the first time, I was like, what? Yeah. I'm just good at formulas, I guess. Um, that being said, Lovecraft Country um, is completely unpredictable, and I think that's why I find it so exciting and I'm mm -hmm. on the edge of my seat for every episode because you know there have only been two, and I have never, I feel like, in the last few years, I have not been this excited about a show since, like, The Americans, which, as you know, is, Andy, as you know, is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. And honestly, one of the reasons, I'm going to break it down for you folks right now, one of the reasons I actually liked The Americans as much as I did is because of all the wigs and disguises, because I think that's super fun. Like, pretty much, like, that's why I like Alias. Anything with, like, wigs or disguises or, like, fun secret makeup things. So you're very into like the makeup show, the competition show. Yeah, Face Off. Mm -hmm. Or Jam. Yeah. And then what's the one on we're watching at night? Glow like, Up. Bit, glow Up. Yeah. Glow Up on Netflix. It's British people. Or UK, I guess. So another hot day. It's hot. I was in the air conditioned store all day, but it mm. but it was still pretty hot because I was doing kitchen work. I um, <laughs> so been roughly four years since I've been at my job slash in San Diego mm. um, and I had to get a TB tuberculosis test and basically I can't couldn't have tuberculosis and work there I guess because work with kids sometimes but even though I don't really interact with children all that much but anyway it's a requirement so I got noticed that it was expiring and I needed to get another one, so I got I went and got another test on Tuesday. And so today, I had to just go in so they could look at my arm and you know tell me yeah or nay. Um, What's up with it? Nothing. It's just a little, oh, okay. a little. Well, it looks like a mosquito bite mm -hmm. something. But I felt bad for my accidental or maybe perceived ageism slash sexism today what'd you do well i didn't do anything and i didn't <laughs> even think about anything until after i left okay so 
So I get there to the medical place office, and you know everything's very uh, protocoled. Uh, so there's markers on the floor, six feet. So you go up there and you tell them, you know, yes, I'm just here to get my skin test read. Okay, you know, I have a seat. We'll call you because you need an appointment. So I sat by where they called me in on Tuesday. And on Tuesday, they open the door, they come out, call your name, mm-hmm. and then you know, we exchange pleasantries. And she said, you're going to make a quick U-turn into this exam room. And it's a pretty decent sized exam room and has like a chair and a setup and everything. And there's not another room for a while. So I assume that that's where most of the, the action is. Mm-hmm. So I went in there, they did the test. It's like, all right, come back, whatever. So they call me today and uh, she, she, as she opens the door, um, she says, Hey, you know, good to see you again, Andy, Dr. So-and-so I didn't even get the name. Dr. So-and-so is going to go ahead and take a look at that. And so when you walk in the door, before you make a quick U-turn, there's like a nurse's station there. So there wasn't anybody there last time. So today there was there was someone um, standing there in not what I'm used to seeing as doctor scrubs, but mm-hmm. like nurse scrubs, because you know, the, there's a difference between doctor scrubs and nurse scrubs sometimes. And usually, yeah, one of them has Hello work. Kitty and the other one has a stethoscope <laughs> on the neck. <laughs> well, not just that, but you know, doctors like to wear those like green ones or, or they just wear yeah, a lab yeah. coat. Lab coat over. Yeah. Blue. And so I, um, I just immediately like did the quick U turn into that room. And then the uh, the assistant was like, oh, no, 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 this is Dr. So-and-so. She's going to go ahead and read that. And it was just, I didn't really notice the person, but, you know, it was a person <laughs> wearing nurse scrubs. And she's very young, like very mm. much, much, you know, 20s maybe, if I had to guess. Um, and then she was just very, I don't know if this is her first time doing this procedure or maybe doing it because the uh, the assistant was walking her through the steps okay and then you're gonna whatever you know teachable moment mm-hmm. i'm sure that's fine but then everything was fine i don't have a communicable disease it's kind of been eradicated so you know this year and i even said that to them next like, year polio yeah i'm like oh what next you know 2020 here we go um and then i left and as i was walking to my car i'm like oh like i hope they don't think like i'm some big huge jackass because you know i came off as like oh this young woman could not be the doctor (laughs) he must be in this room Uh, i i hope i hope that's (laughs) and so now there's i'm sure you're just like the opposite of that so (laughs) there's i'm sure there's an there's an extra page in my file now and it's it is not favorable to you yeah, she's she's about to like friend you on Facebook, so she can reveal you to all your friends. Reveal me to all my Whatever. my friends. Yes. Or, oh, I d- With your ageism yeah. slash sexism. All right. So, on that note, don't be ageist or sexist, especially at the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, as a woman 
who is on the curvy side, I put up with a hell of a lot from doctors, so I do not care. <laughs> like, deniable ailments, because they're like, oh, you just need to lose weight. You know? Oh, yeah, well, they tell me that, too, yeah. the male doctors. Yeah. Um, I've got a good one now, thankfully. He's chill. He believed in my pain. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. No one else has. Uh, anyways, so la, you want to just like take a quick uh, yes. break and then we'll come back and launch into our urban legend slash myths? Yes, let's do that. All right. Okay. I met a dog today. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to tell you in the beginning. Sounded very ceremonious. Yeah. He was cute. His name was Tucker. Oh. He was like a big pity mix. Oh, good grief. He was like and like a he had like these like soulful amber eyes. He was very cute. But um you know, that's all. I met a dog. <laughs> good job. Yay. Yay. Good for me. Woo. Well, you know, that's that's the life when you're on like front counter and back of house by yourself sometimes. It was just because they weren't there. Nobody else was there. Just me. On lunch or running errands or something. I forget what. Mm. Uh, so, yes, I met a dog today. Speaking of animals, I will launch into my first urban myth, right? Yes. Okay. Urban so, myth. Urban legend. So, what? These are just. Uh, I, I've just got a couple to just throw out there, and then we can go into actual stories. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how long yours are. We haven't. Mm -mm. Uh, listeners, we have literally not talked about this. No, at all. we haven't talked about. We don't talk <laughs> he, about anything. No. Married, so. He only knows um, one of the thing I'm gonna do. So out of like the four that I was gonna talk about, one of which is very short, and it is mm -hmm. this one right here. Um, everybody knows that at weddings they do something as the um, what do they call the procession? As the procession the comes out. Oh. No, not that. Um, as the wedding procession and wedding party and bride and groom come out, they used to, um, people blow bubbles, throw confetti, do sparklers. They used to throw rice. Now, for some reason, rice has been outlawed as something you cannot do after a wedding. I've heard to this. Throw. Now, what I've always heard as a child I was told you can no longer throw rice because, especially dried rice, not that you would throw wet globules of rice <laughs> at the bride and groom or anything. But it's like Spanish <laughs> rice. Oh, God. Uh, you know what? I've been trying to work in the word globules Hot. for weeks now. I'm so glad. Um, no, but seriously. So people say you don't throw rice in Spanish rice. <laughs> You'd, rice pudding. <laughs> oh, raisins, no. Um, you don't throw rice because the pigeons or local birds can eat it and it will expand in their stomachs, therefore exploding the stomach and killing them. Well, I always, I really wholeheartedly believe that to be true I because it too, makes yeah. sense because of science, right? Uh, yeah. Not true. Not true. No, it's just, it's considered basically litter and it's because they don't want the birds and the you know 
Is that why you have all those around afterwards? That why you have all those pigeons in the bathroom? <laughs> Did you try this out? What? Did you experiment? Is no. That how you know? Okay. <laughs> in the bathroom. Wait a minute. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's because they just don't want to clean it up afterwards. So that's why it's like bubbles, sparklers, yay! Um, because it's a pain in the ass to clean up a bunch of rice. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, working at two places that primarily serve rice now. Oh, I was hired at that second job that I told you guys about last week. Yay, now I have two jobs. They have rice there too. Rice at both jobs. It's very important to that. Yeah. To that place. Yep. Um, it's a sushi place. So... <laughs> So I'm sorry, you said they do bubbles now and mm -hmm. things in lieu of like, because so, it's when they come out, like, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's as, like as they're leaving the actual ceremony. Right. It's like the, we now pronounce you mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, right. So I guess like, do you think there was like a Spanish rice and rice know. pudding test audience and they were like, this is not going to work. Why, why can't people just have Slash come out of the doors and just <laughs> play a rock and guitar solo? Like, it's like November Rain? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that should be yeah. happening when the doors of a church blow open. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I always believed that, too. Yeah, I always um, I believed it until like three days ago when I looked it up. <laughs> because it makes sense, right? It does. Yeah. All right. So that's that's one of my small ones. I um so if we're doing we're starting a small one, I didn't write this down, but just sort of uh this is along the more of cautionary tales or mm -hmm. uh old old wives tales. Folklore. Folklore, mom, you know, mom discipline sorts of things, warning okay. and my mom would always tell me no uh, two things. <laughs> so I I had believed that uh Colds, like the common cold virus, was transmitted not through virus particles in the air or you know respiratory contact or whatever, like this COVID thing, either wet hair or not properly covering one's chest when you go outside in cold weather. Oh. That's funny because I came across that when I was doing some research. And my mother is is a very intelligent person yes um you know there's some there's some shit there with education and all that stuff that she her and i have had discussions about that but she's she's a very both of my parents are very intelligent mm -hmm. but i have for the last like 20 25 30 years ever since i took like a biology course in high school have been trying to convince her that colds and flus are transmitted by viruses. So if someone is infected, they have the virus. That's how you get a cold. Germies. Germ, whatever. Uh, and if I do not run the blow dryer, feather up my hair, like it's supposed to when I'm going Mr. out. Mr. Farrah Fawcett, everybody. In February, that's not going to, that doesn't cause the virus, you know, it doesn't, I, I just haven't been able to find an, an analogy mm -hmm. uh, or a way to explain 
<laughs> to my mom. And maybe Ineod, I just thought of this right now. She might just be like messing with me or trolling me a little bit because <laughs> you can tell I get very irritated uh, when whenever she says like, "Oh, make sure you you know you wear an undershirt and button it up because you know cover up your chest, otherwise you'll get sick. It's cold out there." I'm like. <laughs> you know, well, especially you can... like as a science teacher <laughs> right <laughs> or a former the... science teacher so from what i understand that that's a pretty common that's a pretty yeah the common, wet hair one is too yeah, yeah. Uh, thing and so you know that was just something that just came to my mind right now so. <laughs> you know there is i mean it's possible she's trolling you but i don't know but there will be times when we visited them when she will say something that has you kind of huffy, mm-hmm. like, Ugh. and then she's like, <laughs> like she snickers to me afterwards, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Suki. Well, she deserves you got <laughs> to push every single button after the horrible things I've done to my parents. As well, a child. you're the baby of the family; you can do no wrong. <sighs> That's not the narrative that. <laughs> that's your shared siblings my maybe siblings. your parents adore you anyway Anyways. that was my first one do you want to do you have another one or should oh I, yeah should I okay so um i have one more quick one that has been debunked and that is just because like i was really interested in this um pop rocks and coke that does nothing it just like makes combining them, them yeah combining them so like not cocaine coca-cola <laughs> <laughs> Don't like snort your pop rocks, pop rocks, kids. And cocaine. Um, no, so pop rocks and Coca Cola or soda. There's like a rumor or like an ur- urban legend right. that um, Lil Mikey or whoever died from that. And truth is, it just makes your pop rocks extra poppy. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that it's experiment. Fine. Yeah, where you no pour problem. They like they kind of do the like race crispies on acid yeah. sort of. Kitchen, kitchen science sort of thing. Right. And I think, I want to say, speaking of science teacher, that we did some kind of a thing in the in the zoo camp that I worked at that explained the science. But, you know, I don't remember anything I ever teach my kids. So, uh, so huh, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. The only, like, crazy science experiment I remember is, like, when I lived in Ohio, we did the whole parachute with an egg in a basket thing off the top of the building. Oh, yeah. And my egg splatted. No, it's fine. It's because of my. It's because my parachute basket was shoddy and it fell apart like halfway down. But you know, whatever. I was like eight, nine. I think the one we did was nine. They had to buy some kind of a cushioning system that they got mm-hmm. the kids do. That's probably what it was. Yeah, there are different variations right. of that. So when you well, drop it from a certain height, you know. It's totally fine that I didn't win like the science fair that year because I also won the spelling bee that year, everybody. Yes. We, we, We're both spelling bee nerds. We talked about this. I think the first, our this first date. This may right? have been the first time we ever met. And we're both. Um, like, you won spelling, spelling bees? I won spelling bees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't know it. No. Well, I don't know. My spelling's still pretty good. Anyways. Uh, go ahead, Andy. So I was looking up uh, more, I guess, on the urban legend, more of the spooky side of things. Mm-hmm. So 
I found the rest Same of here. mine are all um, Texas based because I'm from Texas. Listeners at home, if you didn't know that, um, <laughs> I'm from Texas. I think everybody so knows that by now. I found uh, quite a few of them. The first one uh, I actually heard about when when a friend of mine uh, went to. We all went to college our first year, and I went to school in in Austin at the University of Texas. Go Horns, and she went to St. Mary's University. Um, anyway, so she told me about this this thing in San Antonio. So, wait, is it a friend of a friend? Uh, no, that's what, she's, okay. She's no, well, I mean a friend the, of mine. I that's what they say about urban myths. You know, it's an urban myth because it's always a friend of a friend that experienced it. Well, when she told me. No, she said that she went and experienced this. Okay, okay. But friends had told her to do this. So All right. in San Antonio, Texas, at the intersection of Shane and Villamain, Villamain uh, there are train tracks. And, ooh, train tracks ooh, are spooky. Ooh, train tracks. So in the 1930s, there was a train on train tracks, go figure, mm -hmm. uh, that collided with a bus full of children, and 10, 10 of them died. I don't know. I don't know if that was all the children that were in the bus, but there were reportedly ten children that died. So, of course, their spirits unrest. So they, I guess, their job for eternity is to ensure that no one ever suffers that same fate. So any vehicle that is stuck on those tracks will get pushed across the tracks so what people will do is they will put baby powder on the bumper or like the back hood roll up onto the tracks put the car in neutral and then the car like moves forward yes and then they get out and they see like the little the, the wee handprints of the children <laughs> this is in Ireland, Texas? Yeah, San Antonio. South San Antonio. <laughs> um, so they'll see the little handprints. I've, they I've were, definitely heard this one. They were, yeah. I um, wonder if there's one in every city. Or if probably it's, it's, or if it's the same say, legend that I know. Probably. Uh, I could see this being something anytime there's some mysterious train tracks or something. But Wait, so your friend did this? So she said she did this and they went and checked the baby powder and it had the little handprints in there this before smartphones like, yeah because, of course bitch wind that camera up <laughs> <laughs> get out your kodak disc yeah like <laughs> you're disposable that's what i'm talking about like the <laughs> <laughs> that one yeah yeah disposable camera yeah um but you're, then after people welcome say oh no it's effects. bullshit we've tried it nothing happened Okay. Or they went the other way. Or, you know, and who knows? At the time, it was college kids. So I'm like, y'all are probably drunk. I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, one, of, powder. maybe one of these days, uh, if we ever go back to Texas, we'll have to try that out. I had such a good time in San Antonio. I would not mind going there again. Yes, we did have a... a... Raleigh. We stayed at one of the most haunted hotels in the world. Yeah. That should have... The Emily Morgan. Which Emily we should Morgan. do a whole episode about hauntings. But I feel like I would be talking the entire time because of all the shit that has happened to me in my life. I think life. you've been way more haunted than I have. I've been haunted like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, m almost my entire life. 
So, anyways, well, maybe we'll do that for like Halloween or something. Oogie boogie episode. <laughs> do you um, want to go again, or should I go? You can go again. I have, I have two, like a medium length one, and then a, a long one. Okay. Um. Well, speaking of dead children. Yeah. Uh, dead children. So basically. There is a cemetery in Huntsville, Alabama called the Maple Hill Cemetery. And it's pretty much like a normal cemetery, like headstones all neat and like whatever. But it's the oldest cemetery in Alabama, founded in 1822. It's also the largest cemetery in the whole state, encompassing over 100 acres of land. Well, if you know where to go. Deep back in the cemetery, there's a playground for young children. Of course. Yeah, that's not creepy. The official name is Drost Park, but the locals refer to it as the Dead Children's Playground. Uh, there's mm. a solid canopy of branches over it, so it basically like almost never gets direct sunlight, which is creepy in and of itself. Um, so it's got like this eerie feeling in the park. And then three sides of the park are surrounded by vertical cliff faces. So... Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, bitches. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So originally it was there, and then the cemetery expanded. One night, the playground equipment was taken off the property by the city. The community was so attached to that playground that they demanded that it be de declared a protected area, and then they put new playground equipment in almost immediately. And, you know, of course, like, parents bring their kids to the cemetery to like visit whatever gravestones and it's like a way to get your kid off your back too without having to explain death right so like you're like go play johnny Susie, whoever um well there is a turn to the story the field is directly to the right of the playground and holds um a very dark secret Local legend has it that a serial child murderer led a reign of terror in the town in the 1940s. He would dump the bodies in a field, the field next to it, and there are also multiple children buried close to the field at the edge of the cemetery across the road. So trails lead away from the field and into old mining shafts that the killer is said to have lived in. Cemeteries are not creepy enough. There's also a serial murderer who's leaving bodies in here. Um, it's said that after dark, the playground is teeming with paranormal activity. Uh, people have set up cameras and claim to have captured orbs. I've seen some of those photos. I've seen some of those orbs. Um, that reminds me of going to the local most haunted house, which is the Whaley House here in San Diego, mm -hmm. and taking pictures all night long, and every picture has at least an orb in it. Like that happened when I first got into like photography. I brought a digital camera, and it was bleh, creepy. Uh, anyways, there's a bunch of strange phenomenon that happens there, but um, mostly like children's feet running, dust being kicked up, kids are running, kids laughing, swings going back and forth without any uh, pushing. Right. And, yeah, you know, like that. Yeah. just, typical, you know, you're run-of-the-mill haunting stuff. Um, typical children yeah. haunting so a lot of the locals avoid it and um, more adventurous people are like drawn to the mystery and they want to go hang out in there after dark and like, you know, I'm sure like the local 
emo or goth kids <laughs> are pretty into that. Um, yeah. Let's spend the night and play Ouija all night here. Yeah. Ouija boards, <laughs> no way. But anyways, it's called the Dead Children's Playground. And this is where again? Huntsville, Alabama Huntsville, at Alabama. the Maple Hill Cemetery. Hey. Yeah. That's the end of that story. Um, so creepy. What you got? I think it's time for a quick break before we get into this next one. Yeah. I need to re-up my Great time. Reverence. I need to um, feed Dottie. Oh, yeah. And then I just got a weird ringing in my ear, probably from the dead children. Peter Frampton. Woo! Peter Frampton. Ringing it oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. We're back. Back again. So, Andy. My turn? Yes. All right. So, uh, continuing with the Texas-based urban legends, tales, myths, uh, this is about the infamous candy lady. I've never heard of this, but it sounds delightful. I, it sounded somewhat familiar, but I don't, I don't think it was... Um, I don't think it was that common where I grew up because it has origins or it got its popularity in in uh, rural small town Texas. Rural. Rural. It's so hard to say. Rural. 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 That's the point at which we are. Yes. Ro the candy lady. Um, so. To sum up, the legend of the candy lady is basically this this lady, this paranormal or who knows entity, leaves treats on windowsills to lure children to do sinister things. I'm guessing like kill them. Um, so again, <clears throat> this got its footing in rural. rural <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I made it hard to say um, by bringing it up before bedtime. Um, so this is this is based on on the story that uh, there were children that went missing around a certain period of time, uh, but there are no leads. Um, but there were some kids that survived or were around that admitted or confessed to eating candy. That they found left on the windowsill, uh, along with a note that said, "You know, <laughs> from your friendly neighborhood candy lady or something like that." Yeah. But it was signed like Candy Lady. Some Hansel and Gretel shit. Um, so there's speculation that these kids were poisoned or oh. something, something of that sort. Uh, so a legend has it that a sheriff's deputy who was investigating one of the disappearances or cases was found dead. Eyes stabbed out, eyeballs gone. With a lollipop stick? Pockets stuffed with candy. That oh. would have been awesome. Maybe in the movie version. Or like, uh, like you know how candy canes get really sharp? <laughs> if you, yeah. yeah, stab the eyes out with that. Or that weird white, oh, God. white thing from the, the fun dip. The lick-a-stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God, we're You're awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need help. And then there's also reports of a farmer that found children's teeth in candy wrappers. Uh, so basically, it it comes 
down to one of these. It's probably like a parent's cautionary tale. Like razor blades in your Halloween yeah. candy, or <laughs> don't eat don't eat food off the windowsill. Yeah, you don't know how it got there or something. <laughs> no, I think it's like a can't you know stranger danger right candy yeah, for strangers. Uh, but there's a little bit of history from this that they say this may be based upon, uh, and that is a woman by the name of Clara Crane, who the the years say born in 1871 to question mark. That's a witch ass name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if the question mark, I couldn't find out in my research if that meant they don't know what happened or she may not be dead. Probably the more sinister of the two, right? So that's that's some witch-ass shit too. Um, so according to that historical account, uh, her da- she had a daughter named Marcella was killed in an accident, farming accident, and she blamed the husband for that uh, i don't know if the husband intended you know there's something up like he intended yeah. like made it look like an accident but anyway the husband was reportedly uh murdered by uh ingesting poisoned caramels oh um so she was she flipped out and caught well clearly tried but sent to not criminally charged but sent to a north texas asylum uh, where she was released after a few years, uh, and then reportedly a few years after her release is when children started disappearing mm. in all of these different Texas towns, according to legend. So, uh, again, we don't know. There's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately, terrible things happen to kids all the time. Um, but... Again, I'm assuming that parents use this as a cautionary tale, mm-hmm. you know, to scare the shit out of kids. Yeah. Right before bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> this is what will happen to you. The healthy way. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Good night, deity. I don't know why I'm on that. Yeah, you're like Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very friendly movie to um, to the community. Mm-mm. Anyway. Not anymore. Not anymore. At the time, it was a rip-roaring good time. Sure. Run by fruiting. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom's favorite line. <laughs> That's lovely. Oh. <laughs> uh, Pierce. That's kind of shitty, too, now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Just realized that, too. Yeah. I think at the time, I knew that it was shitty. I was like 10, I think, when that came out. And I was like, eh. It was like that I got the joke, and I feel like a lot of people didn't get the joke. The comparison mm-hmm. to the drive-by shooting thing. Anyways. Uh, well, I guess there's a lot to unpack there, just with mm-hmm. the fact that, I mean, I made or laughed at several jokes because of drive-bys, but that's indicative of the media portrayal as a sensationalization and a way to profile and um, Mm -hmm. characterize mostly young men of color, assuming that they're quote-unquote gangbangers and all that. So 
But I All digress. That yucky we stuff. don't get yeah. we don't get we don't get political on this podcast, right? <laughs> we don't. We don't. No. <laughs> I feel like we do all the time. That's all we do. Um, not all we do, right. but anyways. Uh, so the candy lady. Yeah, so it's candy lady. Never heard of her. Um, but but like I said, that's some Hansel and Gretel shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another kind of folklorish. Like I mean, Grimm's fairy tales. A lot of those are. Oh based sure, in, yeah. <laughs> a lot of urban legends are based in like the Grimm's. Mm-hmm. wheelhouse um mine's about a mermaid no not the little one <laughs> the no um Tarantana? okay so this takes place just north of reno in nevada it is like one of the most fascinating ghost towns but um really well in a way so this is pyramid <laughs> lake <laughs> pyramid lake Okay. So if you've never seen it, it is quite beautiful. And actually, there's pretty much no way that you've never seen it because on the iPad, this is one of the screensavers that come with it. Pyramid Lake. Gorge. Super oh, cool. It looks like yeah. a fucking pyramid. Uh, or like a geode in the middle of the water. Gorgeous. Anyway. Um, l- l- so basically, like, this is... My friend sent sent this to me, and I did my own research on it. She was like, you have to check out this thing about the mermaid and um, various other things. Water babies. So water babies is the main thing. It is speculation mm. about strange activity that it's haunted by water babies. The bizarre legend goes that ancient members of the Paiute Paiute. It's Paiute. I looked it up because I wanted to show respect. Paiute tribe, they tossed, um, supposedly tossed premature and disabled babies into the water to drown, and the spirits of the abandoned babies are said to still linger around Pyramid Lake. Um, stories of visitors coming to the lake and hearing the voices of children and noises of babies have long been spoken of, creating the water babies legend. So it doesn't really go that much into this. But what I'm going to say is it's a body of water and there's lots of noises around bodies of water, especially with like cool, weird rock formations. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it's probably not. I don't know. Anyways, there's a mermaid. Uh, (laughs) A heartbroken mermaid that continues to haunt the lake. So perhaps this was created to tell visitors a less terrifying story um, so that people that don't believe that the negative energy is from babies, because who wants to think about dead babies? That's not pleasant. That's not fun. So, right. So they say like the less terrifying story is the negative energy is Pyramid Lake's broken hearted mermaid. Locals will tell you that a mermaid married one of the members of the Paiute Paiute tribe only to have the marriage disapproved leaving her banished from the area the rest of the story well the saddened mermaid promised revenge to any of the tribe members that came near the shores of the pyramid lake you don't have to believe in the paranormal to understand that something unusual is going on here Um, if you can't wrap your mind around the possibility that there could be evil infant spirits or unhappy mermaids forever (laughs) looming over pyramid lake 
the thought of the mermaid being right there in Nevada sounds more than intriguing. There's still much to be considered. Every year, unexplainable and tragic situations happen at the lake, leaving many confused on what's really going on. Even those who don't believe in strange phenomena tend to have their own stories of feeling uncomfortable at the lake and wondering what is going on there. Um, so that is awesome, right? Like the, I forget what she said. I'm going to look at, at it right now. Like the, the spiteful mermaid of Pyramid Lake is what that urban spiteful. legend is. Spiteful. Wow. So basically, to me, it kind of seems like. Is that a Hardy Boys? Like, <laughs> like a Nancy Drew? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it seems like they wanted to keep people away from the lake, probably a shitload of tourists. Oh, yeah. So they made up a legend. Very Scooby-Doo. Or they wanted to increase the tourism. So it could be it could go either way. It's like you know how Loch Ness was just kind of chill before, and now everybody's like Loch Ness monster, let's go. Right. Uh, so either decrease or increase of tourism. Mermaid, spiteful mermaid. That makes sense. And I mean, many of these stories come from spurned women or uh, things like that. Like not oh yeah necessarily well, the ones we're saying today, but in my research most of the stories about hauntings and things like that were about women done wrong. Yeah. I, well, it's funny or you mention that babies. because the last the last one I have to share oh, has yeah. to deal with that. I don't know. Are we down to last ones? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Do it. So, um, my stir last my one, beverage. <laughs> uh, again, Texas-based. Uh, I thought, but maybe not so much. Uh, this is sort of an iconic story in uh, in the Mexican American culture, Latin American culture, and that is the tale of La Llorona. So um, I'm sure many of you have heard at least something, and you kind of know the the gist of the of the story. The basic thing is this woman spurned spurned or had something terrible happen wails and moans for her children that she can't find uh, because something happened to them i.e she killed them she killed her own children well that's according to one of the 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 versions of the story so I always thought that uh, that, and it comes up in when you do research in different like, Texas historical sorts of things that <clears throat> they say it's a legend that was um, originated because of the Rio Grande. So in the El Paso area, the Rio Grande, you know, was the geographic center of this. But um, I found some other but. some other information. Um, so again, so she's. Essentially, a ghostly woman. If you if you're not familiar with the story, who wanders uh, canals, rivers, crying for missing children. Um, so the first, the earliest kind of account of this, so we thought, uh, was traced back to the explorer Hernan Cortez, who had a mistress, uh, who was his translator uh, during the whole time when he you know did the whole conquering the Aztecs in Mexico. 
Um, she's referred to as La Malinche. And, you know, every time I research uh, sorts of, I guess, legends and stuff like that, I realize that where many restaurants got their name from because of La Malinche is, um, is the name of several different Mexican restaurants that I've been to in different places. I've never heard that one. Um, but anyway, she's, uh, she's uh, Aztec. And she felt spurned because she was essentially replaced by a highborn Spanish woman. That so bastard. They were, it, it, was, it was one of those, they were, you know, she was his mistress. But they couldn't be together. He was pressured to marry, chose someone of higher status. Uh, and so Don't they always her pride and jealousy drove her to acts of vengeance against uh, intruders, like foreign intruders. Good for her. Um, so, so a lot of times the story is usually some type of Spanish noble person or uh, a person of reasonable status, high status, right? Got the money. I was doing uh, the money hands, if if anyone knows what. No, I wasn't making it rain. Just like the yeah. the fingers rubbing together to indicate cash. Yeah. Look with cash. <laughs> the John Ralphio. Yeah. <laughs> so the the other versions, and I guess they have different ones in different regions. So there's probably one in El Paso. There's probably one in different different areas. Uh, but yeah, it's a Spanish noble person and a a peasant class. Mm. Girl, usually two to three kids, never married. The the well-to-do man is pressured to marry or become someone else. So the the peasant girl is enraged, uh, killed the children, and then Jeez. threw herself into the body of water and drowned herself. Um, so when she approached heaven to try to get in, uh, the I guess God or I don't know my. It, could be Saint Peter. Saint Peter or whatever they refer to him as El Señor. Um, it's like, well, what about your kids? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't. Uh. So he's like, well, you can't get into heaven unless you come back here with your kids. So that's why she is sent back to find her like atone for the death of her children that she drowned. Atone, but find I guess find their wayward spirits. To be able to bring them to heaven and get into heaven, uh, but those legends have her um, usually adorned in like a black dress, uh, which Morning the ones that I've heard, she's in a white dress, hmm. uh, and so I guess it depends on the different versions. Uh, but she she's also reported to have uh, like a horse face or just a blank like a blank <laughs> face horse? like a. Clip clop nay doggo. She's like a like a reverse centaur. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be the other. Uh, never mind. Uh, and then long nails. So for she, the scratches. She treat herself. <laughs> oh dang! She got them acrylics. Treat herself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Again, another possible cautionary tale to youngsters not to be out past dark because. You'll hear the the wailing woman, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want her to kill her, mistake you for one of her kids. Uh, but also, a cautionary tale to the young 
teenage ladies not to Sleep become around. well, not to become enamored with a well-to-do, basically mm. the the rich frat guy do the whole pretty and pink thing, mm -hmm. um, because you know. Yeah, listen to this, Andy. Uh, the character, girl from, Andy yes. from Pretty in Pink. <laughs> like what? Um, <laughs> Pretty in Pink came up again earlier today. That's funny. So the so the initially the the Hernan Cortez variant uh, was used in the late twentieth century. They think historically to as a way to express hostility towards European culture, mm. and so the the loss. I get that it. That's fair. La Llorona experienced is culturally equivalent to. The demise of indigenous culture after um, the conquest. Don't blame it one bit. Um, there's a later version of something that happened in 1986. A Mexican woman attempted to kill her seven children. Uh, she was a, a victim of domestic violence and was basically trying to, you know, end it for her kids and herself and. Two of them ended up dying, but uh, she referred to herself as La Llorona. Mm. Um, and then there's some there's some origins to before the time of the conquest, Hernan Cortez. That there are some stories linked to uh, Aztec goddesses. Uh, there is a whole series of legends, ten, 10 things or 10 events that happened that reportedly foretold the conquest, the, the impending conquest. And so there was one uh, goddess, Siwakuatl, uh, which is a snake-type woman. Hmm. Um, she wore white, would wail at night. She was seen as an omen of war. Hmm. Um, and then, and these names, I apologize, I'm sure I'm butchering them, but Kuatlikwe, uh, who is the mother of the god of war, Huitzilopochtli. And her deal is she's waiting for her son to return from war, so she goes to whatever body of water, the port over in Wales, mm. and cries for him as well. And so there's some other uh, historical similar tales, uh, Lorelei, the Banshee, and then the Greek, uh, Medea and Jason, uh, essentially the that basic a quote unquote barbarian or lower class woman kills kids after being betrayed by a lover um, for a woman of higher status. All kinds of wailing women. Well, and that's what got me thinking, and you mentioned it about the how a lot of these are based upon accounts of scorned women or women done women wrong yeah women done wrong yeah and fucking patriarchy man yeah that reminds me i i have a new coffee mug it says hex the patriarchy on it hex yeah cool like witches it's not here yet um, um so that's uh some yeah i said many people know the the tale but there are some interesting tidbits that i found that that I was not aware of. Well, and maybe some variations. Many of these are spurned women to teach us women to stay in fucking line. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which is bullshit. But speaking of spurned women, 
Well, but it's always, it's common, I'm sorry, but it's just common to place blame on the woman for being crazy or being psycho or... Oh, yeah. All that, and so all these things... Get gaslit all up around the place. What? I just cheated on her and basically threw her away for someone who was... Higher born. Higher born. So she's the one that flipped out and killed her kids. (laughs) And I... Women. I have to apologize... But this entire time, I've been going, la, 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 Yorona in my head. <laughs> I, <laughs> I respect the actual folktale that it is from. And... Weird Al B-side. Right. <laughs> no, he we did should, my Bologna. We should write him to bring back that that tune. La Yorona. Yeah. And then you can also do Live in La Vida Mocha. I think that's already a thing anyway onward and, and onward <laughs> <laughs> so um again speaking of spurned women my my big piece today is you may have guessed it yesterday from instagram bloody freaking mary Ooh. so this is something the legend of bloody mary that has always freaked me out my whole life right like, ever since I heard about it, I was like, nope, 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 and right out of that. Definitely mm-hmm. not doing that shit. Not going in a bathroom with freaking candles with my girlfriends and doing Bloody Mary in the mirror. Not going to happen. Have I ever done it? Nope. Am I ever going to? Fuck nope. Never going to do it. I am just like, for some reason, this I legend has too. always scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if you've ever done it. Yeah. Since we I haven't just, talked about it. Well, just quickly, I you know it's your story. Uh, Please. So I'll just say we, we did it once in like fifth grade. I didn't do it. I chickened out. But uh, my friends reportedly did. Or no, or one friend, uh, this kid John, not the John that I always talk right. about, different John. Fearless John. Uh, different John said he was going to try it. And then he didn't show up to school the next day. So that was like the big, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, what happened she to She killed him. him. Yeah. Wait, uh, what happened? Did he? He was just sick, or he didn't. He wanted dumbass? to play. He wanted to play Nintendo or something. Oh, okay. Always, you know. All right. Anyway. anyway. Um. Well, unfortunately, uh, I did not make us Bloody Marys today, and chanting Bloody Mary in the mirror does not make a drink appear, uh, much to my chagrin. But um, <laughs> oh damn! There have been many a slumber party, in which this game has been played, and I believe. That every slumber party I've ever been to where we've attempted to play it, it's not happened. I don't recall it ever happening because I, like I said earlier, I have had a lot of paranormal or like haunting experiences in my life. And this is one I just never wanted to fuck with. I was just like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like even they've done Bloody Mary on like several TV shows I've seen. There have been movies about it, and I just, like, want nothing to do with that shit. Because if it's going to happen to anybody, it's going to be me, because shit happens to me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, nah, I'm good. Um, so anyway, the game, quote-unquote, uh, has <laughs> a basic premise. You go into a, normally a bathroom, because it doesn't have windows, right? So, like, the idea is to be in front of a mirror with no natural light. It's a dark room. Some of the accounts have candles some are completely dark 
but the idea is a dark room with a mirror. So that normally takes place in a bathroom mm -hmm. because no windows. Mm -hmm. And then you chant Bloody Mary from three to 13 times. Oh, it could see. be, yeah. So it's like, um, I always grew up in saying it three times, but that's like, you know, Candyman also is the same yeah. kind of idea. Speaking of candy. Well, three um, is a very prominent number in. Three, six, seven, 13. They're all big, mm. right? What, uh, I, th I remember us having to spin around while we said it. That's a pinata. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so the idea is you enter a dark room with a candle or it's completely dark and then you say it, um, you chant the name mm -hmm. while you're looking in the mirror and then, or a specific phrase. So there have been other phrases like, I believe in Bloody Mary, or I killed your baby, Bloody Mary, which, like, oh. I'm, I could not find anything on that. Like, why are you going to tell this bitch you killed her baby? Because that's some La Llorona shit right there. Yeah, you why you want to bring up that? Do not <laughs> be like. Maybe she's having a good day. Right? You fuck that <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so the idea is, like, you say it a specific number of times, and then if it's performed correctly, she appears in the mirror. She could reach out of the mirror and scratch your face, or she could be released from the afterlife to haunt you forever. So None of options. those are good appealing <laughs> options. Like nothing there is something you want, right? So like why even do it? Which is, again, why I have never done this. Um, other versions of the story say the mirror starts dripping blood or your hair turns white or you disappear without a trace. Again, none of which are good options. Nobody wants a bloody mirror white, well, I would love white hair actually right now with like some nice like purple shampoo toner, but I've got my red hair. Um, or disappearing without a trace. None of this is good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot of origins. One, which I think is hilarious, is like a more Freudian hood origin saying by this guy um, is a folklorist, Alan Dundies, saying that the story is an initiation ritual into womanhood. So like, uh, yeah. So basically saying story. like, get get together with your girlfriends and you're going to do this thing and then it's your like, you know, it's a ritual. Um, they're around the age of puberty and then allegedly you get your menstruation afterwards. Um that is a dude, and therefore, nah, right? Alan Dundee's, no thank yeah. you, with your Freudian theory. That's why I was saying it was kind of funny, because it's like, okay, Alan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mr. Dundee's. Yeah. Um, but there are Actually, other... Actually, women's health, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, you know, one of those. Right. Uh, there are some other theories, like that Bloody Mary have been one of the following women. Mary Tudor, a.k.a. Mary One of England, mm -hmm. who put many Protestants to death for heresy, giving her the nickname Bloody Mary. Two, Elizabeth Bathory, also known as the Queen of Blood, who was supposedly convicted for murdering hundreds of young girls so she could bathe in their blood. Uh, hundreds of young virgins. Mm. Uh, allegedly, she's Hungarian. So, like, that may be something I'd like to revisit in a future date, but... Anyway, uh, the third being Mary Worth, a quote-unquote witch executed in the Salem witch trials. 
Um, regardless of where the story began, Bloody Mary continues to provide many a night of excitement for young girls and I suppose boys since your group of friends was going to participate. <laughs> I, I in my experience, it's always been girls, like, mm. you know, whatever. But um, either way, you feel you want to go in the dark bathroom with a candle or no candle and chant Bloody Mary in the mirror until she appears and scratches your face, makes you disappear, turns your hair white, makes the mirror bleed. Be my fucking guest, but I'm not going with you. It'd be cool if it was Mary Tyler Moore this whole time. <laughs> She's just like, hiya. <laughs> <laughs> Throws her hat up in the air. <laughs> You're gonna make it. Up. Oh, it's uplifting and positive. I haven't been doing this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, that, for some reason, that legend has always scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. So I've never even attempted. Yeah. I, um, I'm good. I'm good uh, going the rest of my life without, mm-hmm. without trying that. Uh, if any... <laughs> But I don't want to, no, I'm not even going to suggest it. I was going to say, if if anyone has tried it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, tell us about all about it. Sure, I don't, I don't want to encourage anyone to try that. Yeah, now. don't do it now. <laughs> Especially now that we put all the bad juju out there. Well, there are plenty you won't of, die. Yeah. You're in danger, Molly. What about Mary Magdalene? Looks like she has oh. some shit to be upset about. Yeah. Yeah. From from the Bible, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Bible times. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, no, but I mean, I feel like Mary, one of England, makes the most sense to me. Yeah. It does. Yeah, she killed those Protestants in the name of Catholicism. Right. right? Yay. The Church of England. It was Catholicism. I think. Who the fuck knows? I mean, <laughs> I could. I probably looked it. Believe up in this or die. Right. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah, lots of angry ladies. Lots of angry ladies, and I good for them. I I had one uh, that I didn't get to. I guess I can just say it quickly it was uh, the chooser is a shape shifting witch. What? Yeah, I'm gonna read up on that. Yeah, so that's that's fun for you all at home. Um, yeah, um, we did not. These are women who sold man. their soul. We did not do. Oh, uh, sorry. Sold, no, no, no. Sold their souls for... They sold their souls to the devil for magical powers. And at night, they reportedly turn into monsters with bird bodies and human faces. Stop telling all my beauty secrets. Um, and then to find prey, they would whistle or make baby noises. Like near the Pyramid Lake? I don't know. I, th- I kind of <laughs> feel like... I don't know. Maybe they were... Maybe they're like mean girlsing it with La Llorona. It's like, oh, hey... I'm going to make baby noises and make her think her kids are here. Watch this. Oh, my God. I don't know. Anyway. La, 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 la Yorona. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get so haunted tonight. I know. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Scotty will protect us. Um, yeah, we didn't get to. We did not. I'm so proud of us for not of doing Bill Slenderman. Bill Slenderman. Or a.k.a. The Slenderman. The Slenderman. <laughs> Um, no, I'm. So, I like almost half expected you to pick that one because we talked about it so much in jest. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I I wonder if Andy will do the Slender Man, but I purposely didn't do that. Well, I thought about also doing like the Jersey Devil because I'd mentioned that before. I thought about it too. Um, 
and or the yeah. chupacabra because you know I love that meme. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really know gets what my really goat? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> chupacabra. Which is also Texas based, according to. It's a perfect joke. Yeah. Perfect. It's if you're me, it's <laughs> and it caught me by surprise. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, very female centric urban legends today. That's great. At least we didn't do the uh, like the the gross ones about dudes murdering women. Yeah, there's enough of that in the world. There's so many of those. Like I, I had a really hard time avoiding those actually. Like, um, Bloody Mary was like my my main like. Yeah, I'm gonna do Bloody Mary because it scares me. Woo! Way to confront your fears. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna go do it in the bathroom. Yeah. We have a window, so we're good. Um, hopefully, you know, rolling blackouts. It's never gonna get dark in there. So, um, real quick, you want to just talk about what we're watching, and then uh, oh yeah, besides we're Lovecraft little... Country, we've been watching all the Ozark. Like, I am very late to the game on Ozark, and I love it. Although yeah, it's been it's been great. We're we're on the last episode of season three. We didn't yeah. get to it, so we'll probably so the episode before the last episode, aka episode nine of season three, was just devastating. Like my heart broke last night watching it. <sighs> that was a tough watch. Yeah. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Yeesh. Uh, what else are we watching? That's about it. Um. Well, I since you're like so employed now, and then I have <laughs> a lot of idle time by myself. I I caught a couple of things. So I watched. Uh, it's an Apple TV show called Mythic Quest. Um, with uh Rob McElhaney from Sunny Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mac. yes, Mac and uh, the right, the other one of the other writers from there, the guy that plays Rickety Cricket, he's in this. Cricket. Um, and it's about a, a company that McElhaney owns. They have this super popular video game, um, and it um, it's pretty good. I mean, I think it's it's decent writing. It's it's funny, but it also addresses some of the issues about uh, women, particularly younger women of color trying to um, just stake their claim in a world that's dominated by dudes. Gamer culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it does a good so job I of touching like on it, that. Probably. Yeah. Okay. And and speaking of games, I uh, started the documentary on Netflix High Score, which is about the history of, of video games, of modern video games. Um. So it really starts with the with the beginning of console gaming and how that kind of took off to the arcades, to you know the major systems, Atari, Nintendo, all that other stuff. And I learned a lot of interesting things, uh, such as the, one of the first, or the if not the first, um, console home console systems that featured interchangeable game cartridges is something called Channel F. And one of the major players of that who often gets lost and forgotten is a man by the name of Jerry Lawson in 1976. Uh, he was African-American. 
and doesn't really get credit for his contribution to like, the explosion of like the Atari and hmm. television and all that other stuff. So um, also everyone that's featured in this documentary so far could really use a manicure. Oh my god! And that's just something what I noticed is it's, there's a lot of a lot of uh, just just a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, manicure wise. Long dirty nails. Long dirty nails. Uh, uh, cuticles that maybe need to be tended to. Um, yeah, but you know, hey, no judging, but <laughs> but also it's just it's it's. Right you're, there on you're screen. You're on TV, man. Well, they're showing they're showing like close-ups of them with the oh, game controllers, yeah. and yeah, so you, you see like fingers, and yuck. it's like oh. you're on TV. Well, and some of these are very well-to-do, mm. like software engineers and proprietors of companies and whatever. So anyway, we're those are that. those are the things that I've been watching uh, while you've been off, Working. you know, with your multiple jobs, multiple jobs, and all that, trying to survive. Um, anything else we need to say to the people before we... No. We uh, our favorite local neighborhood bar did open back up, but we have not been there yet. No, they're doing a patio dining only thing, and I'm, I don't know. I'm still just not... I think for me, it's just looking at the... Um, at the... I don't know the science and the data, and I feel most safe, obviously, isolated and everywhere Here, else. Yeah. But if you have to be out, you want to be outside in as open of a space as possible in moving around. So anything stationary, anything obviously indoors, anything where people are even six feet seems too close if you're just sitting there for a period of time that still does not feel safe to me so i don't know maybe maybe things will improve our county is off of the state watch list so things are expected to open back up a little bit i don't know maybe to indoor dining i don't know yeah we'll see it'll get much busier at both of my jobs if people can eat inside mm-hmm. so we'll see i'll still be spending a lot of money on doordash and what have you so yeah and then, you know, uh, obviously fans of our podcast know Jeremiah, who works yes. at that place that just opened last week. So he said that it's, um, you know, they expanded their patio and all that stuff, but it's been not too busy. So it's like he feels safe, but, you know, we're just not ready. So, mm. um, we love you, Jeremiah, and other fans of the podcast from there but we will be seeing you at a later time all right Alrighty. well i think i'm done talking yeah today. we're gonna go in the bathroom and do bloody mary with the. yeah let's yeah. do that let's do it all right well episode 26 episode 26 we'll see you next time be next safe. time on the 27 club be safe be, be safe smart. be smart yeah be sanitary